The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to High Value. Value Content Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to publish an episode every day talking about how you can find and optimize your highest value content. Joining us again today for High Value Content Week is Marlon Glover, who is the content team lead here at Search Metrics. And today, Marlon and I are going to talk about evaluating the opportunity to optimize your existing high value content. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, on with the show. Here is my conversation with Mr. Marlon Glover, content team lead at Search Metrics. Marlon, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. It's high value content week. Let's talk about the important stuff today, buddy. All right, let's get into it. So, yesterday we talked about how to identify an opportunity for a piece of content that could be valuable down the road. Today, I want to talk about evaluating the content that you know is already performing and figuring out if it makes sense to continue to optimize that content. When you're looking at one of your clients' content, how much do you think about optimizing content that isn't performing? And how much do you think about taking the content that is performing and making it more performant? Yeah, another great question. And and I apologize because I'm probably going to rehash some of the, the same things that we we mentioned in yesterday's episode. So if you didn't hear the episode, definitely go back and listen to it because I think it'll help close the loop on some of these points. You know, for me, there's a couple of things that we've been experimenting with for some of our existing clients. And maybe experimenting is the wrong word <laughs> to use here because we're looking at data in, in a few different ways to determine the potential, again, using that terminology we used yesterday, 
the potential for optimizing existing content that I think using your terms that could be ranking well, the ones that we have found as high value. And so, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, you did mention that we're looking to optimize content that is already performing. The idea here is that, look, we talked about yesterday how you have a piece of content that's ranking in the hundredth spot. You're on page 10. And if you get to spot 10 on page one, you're going to pick up a tremendous amount of market share, right? There's no point in ranking on page 10 for most queries. What about the content when you're ranking in spot two, right? Does it make sense to continue to optimize, to try to get to spot one? How do you figure out for the content that is your highest performer, what you can do to make tweaks when something is already working? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a great question. So I think one of the things that we want to look at is going back to this idea of traffic potential. So understanding the value of the total sum of, let's say, search queries that page one is ranking for, what is the incremental value that we attain from taking that page from position, a weighted average position to position one? So, I mean, there's ways that we do that, looking at the data that we have available to us in terms of search volume. And then again, using this sort of that dynamic click-through model, maybe at position two, you could expect to receive somewhere between 13% of clicks to that particular URL as opposed to a position one where you could expect to receive 16% click-through rate from attaining that position. So I think that there are some sort of binary metrics that we could look at based off of our data. The other thing to keep in mind is, is that more and more today, we're seeing SERP features become much more integrated within the search results for a lot of our clients ranking keywords in their pages. So that's something else that we need to keep in mind and consider when we're thinking about increasing positions of our existing content. So the takeaway from yesterday was when you're farther down the page, when you're not on page one, you could look at some of the content that's on page one and you can start to replicate what Google is saying they like for a specific piece of content. When you're super high up, you're above the fold, you're in the position two or three, there's not a lot to look at to copy, right? You can't say, oh, well, there's 10 pages ahead of me that have more images or better formatting or longer content or you know a different type of segmentation for the content. There may only be one competitor ahead of you. How do you think about optimizing when you're not getting a lot of data? What are some of the tweaks that you can do when you're really already very competitive for a specific query? Yeah, well, oftentimes I start with tapping the shoulders of my colleagues over here on our SEO consulting team. I think at scale, what we want to understand is on a technical SEO side, how is our site performing against some of our competitors that may be ranking and beating us in that number one position? What can we be doing, if anything, to make sure that our site is performing well from a technical aspect? After we've checked the box on that and assuming that all things are performing well, other things that I'm looking at is what are some of the elements on those pages? Particularly if we're thinking about e-commerce, maybe on a category level, what are some of the other elements on that page that we can be including in our content that we're not today? So a good example of that is, let's say I'm an e-commerce business that is selling clothing. And I recognize that for this particular category of content, we need to include things like size charts versus another category, which it makes more sense to include things like videos. So at a category level, and then looking at these things at scale, what I'm looking to do is to understand what are some of the other elements that we need to include on this page to more adequately answer questions 
that are going to be more easily crawled by Google and to build the, uh, I guess, build the authority of this page. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So as you get into optimizing your highest performing content, this becomes less about the content optimization and you get into the true technical SEO components for the most part. You're looking at site speed, you're looking at your internal linking, you're looking at your domain authority. Mm -hmm. There's also the concept of moving from position one to position zero. And it's not necessarily always binary of one to zero. You could be in position three and rank for position zero. Talk to me about how you think about moving above the actual search results and creating your content. When you have a high value piece of content, is there a way that you can start seeding Google to include that content above the fold in the rest of their search experiences? Well, I think the question is, in some of these position zero, these um, SERP features, the question I want to ask myself first is, do I want to prioritize this content now? Is it worth it for me to move into that position? I mean, we know that some of these features no longer drive traffic to your site. So... In that case, was it worth it for us to just answer this question and become a feature snippet in Google? Or is it worth it for us to simply include images? You know, I would, in some cases, I would say it is. It is worth it. But other times, I'd say, you know what? Let's prioritize some of our other content so that we can drive more dynamic clicks to our site by moving up to position zero. So I think that that's a factor that we're including in terms of optimizing some of our existing content. This really becomes an exercise in understanding your business. I had a conversation yesterday with Jordan about the recent Google Core update where he mentioned that Spotify is moving up for a lot of really non-clicked queries, high volume queries about, you know, searching for artists' names or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, genres of, of music and where they're giving content that is basically position zero fodder. And that's great for Spotify because they're getting all of this visibility, right? You're still getting that brand impression. You're still known as the the preeminent music service, even if it's not driving traffic to their site, right? And so it's a question of what you're trying to accomplish with some of these pages. Exactly. At the end of the day, when you're evaluating the opportunity to focus on your high value content, 
optimizing your existing content that doesn't get a lot of value or creating new content, how do you prioritize the amount of time you should spend thinking about those three categories of content? Yeah, it's an interesting question. And it's one that I I still today sort of, I wouldn't say I struggle with, but it, it really depends. And I hate answering that question with, it depends. Um, but it depends. But it, but it depends. <laughs> I often go back to some of my initial research. So depending on where my site is today in terms of its authority in a given topic, I'm often going back to that infinite question of what questions are my prospective customers asking? What is the demand of those, for those questions? What can we realistically rank for? And then that is sort of guiding my content strategy around optimizing the high value content on my side, the existing content that may not be performing as well, and maybe some of the gaps that we need to close from a competitor standpoint. Because what that tells me is that, one, if I know that this particular category of content has pretty low competition, but moderate to high search volume, and we know within a given category that we have content you know, within it, then I'm going to begin optimizing that content first, right? If I see within that same category that we're missing some opportunities, then I'm likely going to start creating new content within this category first. So for me, it's important to close the gap and to adequately create content within the low competition, moderate to high search volume categories and tags first, whether that's optimizing my existing content, creating brand new content, or you know even deprecating content that shouldn't even be on the site that we intended on performing for for some whatever question, but it's not. So, you know, even cleaning up some of our site around given categories. So it's less about, you know, categorizing it in terms of what's ranking well, what exists that may not be performing well, and like what doesn't exist is more along the lines of, you know, what is the market asking and, and what gaps do we need to close based off of our existing and, and content that we don't have today? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, you know, yesterday we talked about identifying opportunities to make content that isn't performing to start to perform. And today we're talking about, hey, we've got some really high performing content. Can it be better? The process is actually pretty similar for both of these, which is understanding what is the size of the opportunity in front of you. If you move up, what is the value? And then matching that with how difficult is it going to be to move up into the rankings and being realistic about what the competitive nature of the keyword is and what assets you have to be able to eventually rank. So whether you're optimizing existing content that isn't performing, or you're just trying to tweak your high value content, the process is pretty much the same. But as you get farther up the rankings, the more you're getting into some of the technical SEO components, you're looking at your entire domain authority. It is less about the words and the image and the formatting of the page and more about your whole domain about some of the technical things that are happening to make sure that you are the best piece of content for Google to put in the top spot. Well said, Ben. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Marlon Glover, content team lead here at Search Metrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Marlon, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Marlon underscore Glover. Or you can, of course, reach out to him through the Search Metrics website. 
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions or if you'd like to talk to me about this podcast or if you're interested in being a guest on the show, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can shoot me a tweet at Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning to discuss the keys to optimizing your content to reach its maximum efficiency. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.